Good evening, UCC. This is Manisha with My Life in a Suitcase, and it's one minute past four o'clock in the studio. You're listening to Radio UCC 98.3 FM, and I'm your host today. And today in our show, My Life in a Suitcase, I have two amazing guests. It's a very... It's a very amazing show for me because it's a totally different experience. It is something that I always wished, but I never thought that it could be possible. But today it is possible because today mm, with me, there are two amazing, amazing people in the studio. Um, we have Sudaba, um, who has just recently arrived in Ireland, still her f- the, still the mud in her f- in her shoes are not dried and we have invited her on the show and then we and and then live from um new york america uh we have hamid with us in the studio and it is really really amazing to have them both so before i introduce both of our amazing guests to you i just want to welcome them both and then we will continue so uh hamid welcome to the show hi mary jahan how are you uh yeah Thank you so much for having me today as your guest in your uh, show. I'm really, really excited and really happy. And uh, I, I think it's like a, a dream for me that is happening. I'm having uh, this conversation with my nicest, kindest and very, very warm uh, educator back from the, my university. Thank you so much for having me today. That is amazing. And Sudaba, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, my dear teacher, Manisha. And that's my honor to be in this radio program. Thank you so much. This is such an amazing event for all three of us because we know each other from yeah. back home. I have been um, I have been lecturer for Sudaba and for Hamid. For the past many years, we have been through thick and thin with each other. We have seen the highs and the lows and we have been through exams and through different <laughs> different yeah. different events <laughs> in the university. And today here we are away from home, miles yeah. and miles yeah. away from home in another university mm-hmm. called, you know, UCC. Yeah, and Hamid is live from New York and Sudaba is here in flesh from Afghanistan that I still cannot believe my eyes so we will continue our chat with both of them and before we do that let's listen to a lovely lovely song and i'm i'm very excited today so i'm just going going to just play any song that comes in my mind i don't think <laughs> i have that stamina to find another song but i'm just going to play a lovely song called remember me by miguel and natalia laforcade and we will listen to the song and then we'll be back within a few minutes and we'll continue our discussion Though i have to say goodbye remember me don't let it make you cry Recuérdame 
the music play Keep our love alive, I'll never fade away If you close your eyes and let the music play Keep our love alive, I'll never fade away If you close your eyes and let the music play Keep our love alive, I'll never Welcome back. You're listening to 98.3 FM and I'm Anisha and with my life in a suitcase. So let's talk a bit about um, our guest today on the show. So today we have Sudaba and uh, Hamidullah Rahimi with us. Well, I, I'll call him Hamid because that, that's what my habit is. So um, Hamidullah Rahimi, he was born and raised in Afghanistan in 1997 where his passion for dentistry was ignited. He persuaded his academic aspirations at Harad University, earning his degree from, from the dental school in 2020. Teaming up with his classmate, Mushkan Mohammadi, they went toward into entrepreneurship, establishing a thriving dental practice in hometown of Herat. However, amidst geopolitical challenges, they made the bold decision to relocate first to Iran, then Brazil, before ultimately settling in the vibrant metropolis of New York City, USA, in 2023. Now, with their sights set on furthering their professions careers, Hamid and Mushgan are diligently preparing for the American board exam, a pivotal step towards realizing their dream of practicing dentistry in the, in the U.S. Their journey embodies resilience, adaptability, and the unwavering pursuit of excellence in the face of difficulties and challenges as a refugee. And for all those who couldn't guess by now, Hamid and Mushgan are partners. They are they, they, they are soon going to be a parent of a lovely child. So congratulations to both of them. So that's that's a very important event also coming up in their life. And for our other guest, Sudaba, it's, it's been she just arrived in Ireland. It's it's been less than a week. Um, Sudaba was born on in in twenty twenty in in. 1999 yeah nine, i was saying 2020 well that's too young so in, <laughs> in 1999 in herat afghanistan she is a very very brave girl because she is one she is the first doctor from her family the first ever girl from her family um that went to university to become a doctor um she's very hard working she tried her best and she almost finished her dentistry degree uh, but before she could get her graduation certificates taliban took over and all her studies not only for her but also for her classmates um, they all disappeared and she is still waiting to this day to continue that dream um sudaba has a very deep passion for dentistry for poetry and for reading books uh, while in afghanistan even during taliban regime when they were banned from going to um university and english courses or any other activity uh, she was running her book club she gave a lot of hope and courage um to other afghan girls girls of her like girls like her friends and other girls who are losing hope at that time she is an activist she is a fire and she has burned down those walls which were um 
pulling her down and luckily she is today among us so um let's continue with our with our discussion so let's let's first talk to hamid and see so hamid um why did you decide to become a refugee and how did you feel during this process uh first of all thanks for the nice introduction you made for us and uh, uh, as i mentioned before I'm really excited for this uh, talk, and there's a lot to be talked and to be said. Uh, as we started from the time that we decided to become a refugee, it's go back from the day that, and uh, August 2021, when the an event that happened, it was uh, unbelievable for us. We never thought that this thing will come back. I mean, the Taliban and the returning of them in the control of the government. Uh, after the year coming to the country, uh, I was totally disappointed and feared of my future and especially my wife's future because she was a very brave woman and she studied very hard to graduate from university. And in the first days, we analyzed, we realized that uh, the situation for women is getting limited and limited. And... Um, I couldn't stay there. It was like a, a place that I, co I couldn't bleed, I couldn't breathe. Um, and it was very hard for us. Then we decided whatever happened, we are living the country where we will end, no matter what, just we are living the country for a better future, for a better life for me and my wife and the futures of our family, we left the country. Definitely, that makes sense. And that is very, very important. And I'm so proud that you didn't think only about yourself and you thought to take a step for your wife. And for those who are listening, Mushgan um, is unfortunately not available for us today because um, she um, she has um, she's not feeling well. Uh, but uh, Mushgan is one was is one of our students, female students from Hrat University, who was always very, very active. She is a fire on her own and she is someone who is wonderful and has tried really hard uh, for her career. So, Sudaba, tell us about yourself. Why did you decide to become a refugee and, you know, mm -hmm. how did you feel about it? Yeah, the first, I want to thank you so much because of inviting me in this beautiful radio program and it's my honor to be my with my dear teacher and uh, I want to say that uh, as you know after taking the control of Afghanistan by Taliban uh, the darkest year of my life started that time and it was very hard for me to tolerate the situation that was there you know uh, everything every doors was closed uh, every doors were closed by Taliban for girls and uh, you know, I had a lot of activities and that was, uh, that was my life. I was very active and with a lot of dreams and efforts, I tried to reach to my goals to achieve the goals that I had. But after taking the control of Afghanistan, uh, everything was ruined by Taliban. And uh, I didn't know what to do. The only thing that I can do was to be, uh, to sit at home and doing nothing. But, uh, you know, that time, uh, I was searching for a way to leave Afghanistan or to do something inside Afghanistan. The first, the first way was to do something in, inside Afghanistan for girls, for myself. And uh, I started to uh, manage a book club for girls and uh, we were happy on that book club and Taliban didn't know about that. After that, uh, uh, I received some 
some news about the, the Taliban that they are searching for the, these uh, such groups that girls are uh, are studying or doing something about their education. Uh, it was I was in danger that time, so uh, the only way that I had it, uh, was to leave Afghanistan, and hopefully I found that way. Because of that, I decided to leave my own country, my hometown, and leave my family alone. And now I'm here. Yeah, it was very hard, but I'm here. Well, to be honest, it is understandable because this is not an easy, easy decision to yeah. make. And it is a very difficult process. So, Hamid, um, how do you feel now that you are a newcomer in a new country? And what are the challenges that you face? Oh, thanks for the nice question. Um, I should say the journey that I took to came here to the United States is, was uh, the riskiest or I can say the most difficult decision I ever could make. And uh, because I didn't come directly by flight, I came all to the Brazil and from the Brazil all the south, 10 countries um, by sea, by Jangles, Darien Gap, as you, I don't know, you heard of that. It's a very difficult way to be arrived to the United States. And then uh, the time that we arrived to the country, it was another uh, level of problems and struggles that, as I remember a few months ago, we didn't know what to do, where to go. I had nobody here in the USA, and then it was extremely difficult for me. Well, we start from where, somewhere. And uh, the systems, the, the everything was very, very new for us because um, the country was totally in different shape, in different situation, different mindsets were here. And but hopefully we tried our best. We start from the the bottom of the everything, and uh, step by step, step by step, as you mentioned, as you now your show is uh, my life in a suitcase. Uh, our life was in a suitcase in this yeah. few, few months uh, yeah. uh, earlier. We were dislocated different places, and uh, it's only uh, the feel was very good that we finally made it and came to the country for a better future. And the challenges was very so much because uh, the immigration system in here is extremely different and difficult, and it takes a lot of time uh, to uh, be settled up here. But uh, it was good, and uh, I can say um, now we are fine, and we just uh, moved for a new location, and uh, we are just happy much better than the time we arrived. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I totally understand that because, um, you know, um, becoming a refugee is a very, very difficult decision to make, and only the bravest people of all can do that. Because we have we have said on this show many many times, it is not easy to leave to leave all you had behind, to leave what you know behind, to enter into into a, into a realm of darkness, into unknown, where you have no idea if you are going to be successful or you are just going to start from zero. And believe me, all refugees who start their journey. They think about only their children because in their mind it is set up that our life is ruined, but we don't want our next generation to be ruined as well. Um, 
Hamid and Mushgan, both of them had a very successful, amazing, beautiful running practice back in home. They had finished their dentistry. They had achieved their goals. They had gotten married. They had the life that they were hoping for. But as we can see, the terrible, the terribleness of war, bad regimes, terrorism is tearing apart all countries, especially the ones where we come from. And it is not easy for refugees to settle down, but you have to be really brave and resilient to be able to overcome these challenges. Now, we, I, I can see, Hamid, that you are now you're just talking about this as it was very easy and all, you know, like, but I know that when you are working really hard, it must have been really difficult. But you are very brave. Mushgan was very brave and both of you did it. And congratulations that you are now in a part Thank that you, you can... So yeah, that you can just say that was, you know, but that those memories will always stay. So what about you, Sudaba? You are now in here in Ireland. Yeah. And I know that Ireland is a lovely, lovely country, yeah. but it is everywhere difficult to become a refugee. So yeah. what about you? How do you feel as a newcomer? Though I don't know, it's just been a few days. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so how do you feel? What are the challenges? Uh, actually, I'm in shock. <laughs> right now. Yeah, makes you sense. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I love the name of the show. Uh, it's my life is a suitcase. In a suitcase. That's exactly that I am right now. <laughs> yeah, I put my life in a suitcase and left Afghanistan and coming here and new people, new culture. Everything is new for me and I'm alone here. I think uh, I don't have any feeling right now. I'm just in shock and I'm staring around myself, the place that I am. Uh, it's real. Uh, did I left Afghanistan or no? And uh, I'm just trying to adjust, adapt to this new place. And I hope uh, I do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are there any challenges that you're facing? Uh, yeah, exactly. Every place that we change, uh, we will face with new challenges. The, only, uh, the first thing is, um, you know, uh, my way, my path is not clear uh, right now. And mm -hmm. it's a little bit difficult. And I'm always thinking about that. Uh, can I be a dentist here? Can I pursue my dreams, my goals? Can I continue my education here or no and this is a question that questions that are in my mind and mm -hmm. i'm trying to find some answers uh, so and another challenge is being alone here hopefully i have you here yeah you do have me but you keep saying you're alone so it's okay i do agree with that yeah i wouldn't you mind know, that it's, it's very difficult uh, to don't have anyone uh, from your own country yeah. and uh, hopefully i have some uh, yeah, some you, friends, mean, you yeah. mean you mean family especially yeah, yeah. yeah special yeah. family because you know i li uh, i live with my family well, we were seven people inside the family so now i'm alone in a van room it's uh, a little bit i, I i'm afraid of that <laughs> but i'm trying to adapt to a new place yeah that that makes sense that yeah. makes sense that makes sense so well we'll move on to the next question um now um hamid um I, I remember I remember you and I remember us in, in, in the good times of Afghanistan. And um, please, my listeners, I want you to believe it, that when, when we were part of that, you know, like happy environment, that education system, um, Hamid was one of the main guys who would be running all kind of 
um, fun activities, all kind of um, amazing activities. He was very, very active in student association. And there isn't a day goes by that I come to UCC and I see any Thank ads of, 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 you know, of, of student association that I don't remember Hamid. So, so that is, that is really, really amazing. So now where you are now, what do you believe Afghanistan is now? Like, where do you, what, what do you think what Afghanistan is now? Um, do you have uh, any this, hopes? Uh, it's really hard to say, but uh, as we, I can start from the time that we had a good time in the back for before the 2021, yeah. the, the time that I was uh, the final year of dental uh, school in the stomatology faculty of Harvard University, uh, I remember, as you said, um, that we had a very, a very big hope that is waiting forward for us for every single one of our classmates. And uh, with the, all the difficulties that we had that time, our faculty was just founded. We had no staff and the, our educators were very few. And as I remember, the, you and other our educators, our professors, they were doing their best of them. Then they put their time in teaching as a, as in class and putting their times in practicing and everything they could for uh, teaching us to build um, a, a very good high level teaching of uh, faculty. And um, that time, a very good move uh, for a better future was created. Everyone has, in the, all the problems that we had, we still had a hope that one day it will get better, soon or maybe later. But after what happened, um, I don't think so. It would be very easy and uh, or very soon that that wave uh, or that mood that came back, uh, especially especially from the time that girls are banned from going to the school or university. As I remember, uh, 50% of our class were girls and uh, we had a very good teamwork together um, and uh, been in practice classes, in the competitions, with uh, studying, with everything. Uh, and they, in the dentistry, as I remember, one uh, the highest rated of dentist in Afghanistan, especially in Herat, are women. I remember one, yeah. you, one of them, you are one of them that I always proud <laughs> of you, that the good education that you had and the good behavior you had with, uh, especially your classes with the pediatric. Uh, I remember still that, that points to the, in your class. Um, <laughs> I don't think so that it was very easy. It is very easy that we came back to that uh, those days. Um, it's really hard to say. Yeah. That is true, that is true, because it was hard work of 20 years. And as a, as a dental school, we were, we were thriving. Uh, yes, there were challenges, but we were working, both students and, and staff together. We were trying really hard. We even, we printed books, we translated books, we, we did research. So we were thriving and we were trying to be better. And as, uh, and as, um, 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 Hamid said, uh, we had 55% of our students were girls and they were doing really, really well. And, um, to be honest, the dental school just seemed like a, like a big old family. And I still have very, very fond memories of those days and all the students. I just, I just remember them. So, Sudaba, what about you? 
you have just arrived from Afghanistan, yeah. so you have more fresher point of view than me and Hamid. What do you think? Where Afghanistan is right now? And is there any hope? Yeah, uh, you know, the last days that I were in, I was in Afghanistan, um, we, we should uh, wear our face, uh, our faces. And uh, if we don't... You mean cover? Yeah, mm-hmm. cover, yeah. Uh, we should uh, we should cover all of our face or body, and if we didn't, uh, they uh, punished us at the on um, the uh, under the sun by a hot weather that time. It, that was the day that uh, I left Afghanistan, and any activities that you start for girls, uh, you will be arrested by Taliban, and uh, you know. Especially about uh, another thing that uh, another problem and challenge that you face in Afghanistan these days uh, is economy. People don't have anything to eat, and there is not uh, any job uh, to pursue. And uh, you know, it, this is a disgusting situation here, agonizing situation, and so it was very hard to leave leave my family here and come here. But because of my dreams, my goals, I decided to be a refugee and leave Afghanistan. Do you think there is a hope for Afghanistan? Uh, uh, you know, it's not the first time that we uh, we have a new regime in Afghanistan. It's for so many years and, uh, you know, changing uh, the regime, it's uh, like a nightmare for people of Afghanistan. And I think having hope about this thing, um, I think it's it's difficult to have hope about the future of Afghanistan. If I had hope, I would never leave Afghan left Afghanistan. You know <laughs> that that makes sense. Mm. That that so well, we are a bit emotional here on this side yeah. of the show. So I'm going to play a song, and let's listen to the song. It's again for women, love, and liberty from Ranam Sur, which is a translation of the Iranian famous song that I've been playing on this show again and again and again, and still it doesn't seem to be enough. So I'm playing it again. And we will be taking a short break. Maybe me and Hamid and uh, Sudaba will try to calm down a bit and return <laughs> in few minutes and we'll continue our chats. So enjoy the song and we'll see you in a few seconds. For the thrill and the fear of getting caught kissing For my sister, my brother, and unity For all the times we tried to change their minds and stale beliefs For the loss of pride, for poverty For the dream of just a normal life for you and me For all the children who were starving for a loaf of bread For the greed of politics and all the lies they spread For all the mass polluted air we breathe For all the litter in the streets and all the dying trees For all the animals who suffer from elimination For all the cats and dogs who love us without no conditions For all the tears that seem to never end For all the images that keep on turning in our heads For a simple smile to last a little while For the future generations fighting for their time For empty promises of heaven in the afternoon 
to get some sleep For all mankind and our country For all the boys and girls who never knew equality For woman, for life, liberty Welcome back. It is um, it is half past four in the studio, and and we are in my life in a suitcase. And and you know, just during the break, I was talking to Hamid and Sudaba, and um, um, I was just talking about Hamid's journey because both of them. Um, this is you know today's show is a very good example of uh, of how countries can be kind and how much kindness is is a good virtue because Hamid had a totally different experience of becoming a refugee because Hamid left his country not knowing where he is going, where he would end up. He just had an idea and an aim in mind and a little bit in his pocket. And whatever he collected, he was supposed to give it to some stranger to help him, to bring him to a new land. But that land and that journey was not easy, full of dangers. And a very huge amount of population who are... who who become refugees this way, they take a big risk. You know that every moment there is possibility that you might not reach your destination and might be killed or might be taken or, or, or anything. Anything can happen. It is not an easy journey. But for Sudaba, because of Ireland and Irish government who showed a lot of, who has been showing extensive amount of kindness to Afghan people, especially to women in need, it was totally a different journey. She got her visa waiver, her refugee status before even entering yeah. Ireland. She sat on a plane just like any other traveler, though it's still not the same as any other traveler because you still have loads of fears and yeah. a lot of prop, a lot of sadness in your mind, leaving everything behind. But at least she knew that there is a country who is there to accept her. So. We would we would spend some time talking to um, Hamid and asking him. So Hamid, tell us about tell us about this amazing journey that you did. People have might have seen documentaries or, or have heard stories, but there is nothing like a personal experience. So I think our viewers would really love that. Oh, thank you for giving me the chance to uh, to describe this or explain a few moments of the journey that we got. Um, for us, uh, for me in Moshgan, is uh, I I don't know. I just I told you no uh, or not. Uh, another couple of our classmates, uh, Zubair and Parisa, with their beautiful and cute girl Mahura, are also were our uh, were in our journey together from Iran. Wow. We were four people. Yes, uh, I don't know this. I told you no. Still, we are living together from the time that we start our journey, uh, like in 2022, I think, in November 2022, I started, we started our journey. And uh, from that time, our journey started from flying from 
Iran International Airport. Then the moment we arrived to the Brazil Sao Paulo Airport, it was um, extremely a very different feel that we felt that finally we ended up being in the Middle East, especially in an area about Afghanistan and Iran, because I really had a bad experience in Afghanistan, especially after that we moved to Iran. In Iran, the uh, the behavior of the government with the immigrants from Afghanistan is not favorable, and um, the peoples in there they don't have even this the, the the primary rights to have a SIM card or credit card or anything to stay there for a long time or study or all things. Even it is our neighbor in the same language we speak, but the people were very nice. Uh, the, the the way for the people were very nice and they helped us so much. And after we came to the Brazil, uh, it, it was totally different experience. We saw the kindness of the humans in our eyes uh, that ever could be uh, possible to be in a poetry or in the books that we heard that people can be kind this way. We saw it in, we saw it in the Brazil's people. And uh, in three months, we were being hosted by the a, a very nice family in a very beautiful place the, near to the beach. It was in Paragrangi, the name, as I remember. The people were very nice. They were treated as like a, like a very uh, one member of their families, and uh, they were carrying us very nice. They were being worried about our health and everything. They were listening to our stories, and they helped us in every single ways. And we would like to stay, we wanted to stay for more while, but as we searched and looked back, the, the culture is much different from the country that we came, and there is no like uh, Afghan communities around there, and education for us, it was one of the most recent that left the country, is, is taking many years to uh, evaluate our documents, to go back to stay in university, it was, it was very difficult. Then we decided to take the, another step of our journey, and came into the USA. Uh, you know that every single guys that in my age, we every one of them has uh, a mindset of American dream, and uh, we were yeah. pursuing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for that reason, and that as always, I wanted to be in USA. I we started our journey. Uh, first, we came to the next country like Peru, and then Ecuador, Colombia. I think Panama, Costa Rica, Honduras, 10 countries, all the south to the north of America, like to the border of the Mexico and USA borders. In the journey, uh, it was very different experience. We had every kind of transportation vehicles that you can imagine, like we use airplanes, buses, cars, uh, boats, um, uh, horses, motorbikes, wow. uh, Yes, even even walking, staying in the jungle for three nights, sleeping there, like old ages, and um, having all your suit in all your life in one small suitcase, and uh, okay. I, I can say it, call it a backpack, and uh, we only had one one pair of shoes, only one pant and one shirt, and with a few medicine to give with us in an emergency situation and uh, we were hiding our money in different places in in a fear of in the way that somebody stop us and uh, take us from us um, the the connection
connection with the people that they weren't there. They spoke because they spoke in a Spanish language. Um, they were very difficult to use. Uh, Google Translate it was. I remember uh, it was very difficult. We learned some of the words like uh, numbers or saying thank you or these kind of words and and the way um, the food, the 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 nature. It was totally a different experience for us. And. Uh, and one point that I remember was very hard for us. It was the night that we wanted to um, move from the Nicocli, this was one part of Colombia, to go to the jungle of Panama. That night was really big fear for us. I was really afraid because I didn't know what will happen during this time, these three, four days that we are inside of this uh, journey. Maybe because there's no internet there, no signals, nothing, no people. Just we need to uh, find somebody that they show us the way and go follow him in the jungles. When we talked a few uh, uh, items like for food and uh, two, three bottles of water, and that's it, just walking for three days. Uh, that was the, the hardest part, as I remember. And uh, the moment, the moment that we entered the USA, it was something... That I cannot explain because after all the days, all the bad experience or good experience we had, we finally made it, came to the country. And um, yes, yeah, that was a long journey. I can say very in, long in uh, a very, very terrifying journey. <laughs> that is like that is that is very terrifying. And I'm so proud that you and your friends, you finally made it out of that jungle and out of that so many countries and with a little child how how did you manage with yes. a little child uh yes the one of the reasons that that we were very afraid it was because of mahura she was only one year and a half i remember that time that we started our journey but um we were uh, separated in four people and we were taking care of her uh each other in different times and we brought for him different kind of foods like milks and uh, because they, they want to give him different kind of food on the way and for a safety we brought us a, like a kind of vehicle i don't know was the name that you babies did you put the baby inside it it was mm -hmm. very difficult especially for his father he's a good friend of mine in, in, and uh, it really was afraid that nothing will happen uh, for the baby but there was no way we wanted to make this happen and um, it was really hard to take this decision. Maybe it was something we shouldn't take this decision, but we had no chance. We didn't want to go back to the country to this day, those days that we were. It really was difficult. Yeah, and, and, and you had no choice. Believe me, being a refugee is not a choice. It is something you have to do. And then you do it because there is just a question of being alive or just live a life which is worse than being dead. So I'm very proud of you. I'm very, very proud that you made that journey and it is not easy. Yeah. Sudaba, what about you? I, I know I said that it was easier yeah. for you because you already knew where you're going and what's going to happen. Yeah. But still, it was not an easy journey. You stayed I, many months in Iran. It was very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about tell us about your journey. Yeah, the first it started from Afghanistan with my family. You know, in Afghanistan, it's very hard to leave a, uh, a girl without family. Leave Afghanistan, it's very hard. After uh, at 
after a lot of efforts, I uh, hopefully I can I could convince my family to uh, leave Afghanistan. After that, I in the border of Afghanistan, Taliban didn't let me to uh, leave Afghanistan. They said, uh, "Where is your father or your brother or a uh, husband? If you have, you can't leave alone." And uh, I was uh, I was with another family, and they they were they were not my family. So I said that I'm a doctor, and they have a, um, a sick person, and I should take care of her. So uh, they said that. Um, well, we are, we are document if you are a doctor. And I show my document after a lot of trying and uh, that time I could, uh, I could leave Afghanistan. When I, uh, when I arrived to uh, Iran, you know, uh, as Hamid said, it was, it's very difficult to live in Iran because uh, they don't, they don't like Afghan people and they have uh, racism uh, against Afghan people. Mm, not all of them, but most of people and also government. So, uh, I, I had some family there and, uh, you know, most of the time someone is starting knocking on the door and say, you're Afghan, you have to leave our country, you're, you don't belong here, you should leave our country. And with bad things, that was a traumatic situation for me and uh, it was very hard to be in, to being in Iran. Uh, for example, it was about 75 days that I were in, I was in Iran and, uh, uh, I was in shock that why this situation we Afghan people should have, yeah. why we don't have a country, and uh, the the world the world should give us a country that we can live there and we we have our own place to live and. But hopefully, when I uh, arrived in Ireland, I saw the kindness of people and i'm very happy about that because most of the people uh, all of people here they are very kind and they uh they were very kind with me and because of that uh i feel relaxed here in few days that i was in ireland uh, and i'm happy about that a country that accept us and uh, give us some opportunity to pursue our dreams and i'm i hope I reached to that goals, those goals that I had in Afghanistan. That's amazing. That's great. Many, many years ago, I, I saw a quote and I quoted it on my Facebook. Let's see if I can find that again. <sighs> I, I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that, you know, um, that how hard um, Hamid, that must be like when when you reached America finally. What happened? Yeah. Like how 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 did Americans treat you? Um, it was very different than we imagined uh, because USA is a, a different country with different politics uh, behaviors, and uh, in here. One thing I saw on the wages, I want to also mention that there was that uh, we saw people from different nations. Like yep. I have seen many people from China, they were coming all this way, like us. Uh, people from uh, all the, like uh, from Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, like from India, a lot of them uh, from um, every part of the world, from Turkey, from Albania. I see many of people they came all this way to the south of the USA to enter the USA. And one thing that 
I just want to uh, uh, say here was that the, in the way that we meet a Chinese guy, uh, a Chinese guy, and he used to speak English a little. That we started to communicate together. Uh, the reason I ask why you lived your country. Your country is one of the most uh, best economic countries in the world. You have a good government, and everything is good for you. Everybody wants to come to the country to work, to do business. Why are you living? The words that he said is always on my mind. He said, I go for freedom and civilization. Uh, that was that he accepted all the risk like we did and came all this way. And in your response for your question, that after we arrived at USA, because a lot of people were coming in uh, uh, Different states had different rules, uh, but they didn't have any program for the newcomers to give them house or put them in the, in the process of immigration or it, do it by the people, uh, by the government. No, it was different plan. We should find ourselves a plan and we should make our way to where we want to stay or find somebody to help us uh, differently. It was really, really hard to find some place to stay because we had nobody here. Then with the talking with different people, they suggested, oh, come to the New York. New York has an open home for the refugees and for asylum seekers. Then uh, we moved to the New York and um, New York was a different experience for each one of us, for four of us, especially for the, me and my wife. And we stayed like eight months in the uh, city of Manhattan and in the hotels in we saw different communities in different parts of the city, especially like if there was a place, there is a place that we call, they call it uh, Chinatown. It's all people from the uh, Asian countries like China, Korea, or Japan. And there is a community for the people from Bangladesh, India, and Pakistan. There is a community for people like in the Brooklyn, they call it Brighton Beach. It's a community for Russians. A lot of Russians, Ukrainians, uh, people from Tajikistan are living there. At that time, we learned so many things that this city is a city of different nationals. They came all together and they set up and started a new life. And the word that I remember from the, the my friend, from the way I told you, they came all for freedom and civilization. And uh, that was a different experience and that gave us a better hope and a better view or a mindset that we can start here. If any of them they could start, we can start here too. Definitely. That is a very, very positive attitude and I'm very proud that you have that positive attitude. And that is that is really, really amazing. So, um, Hamid, I know that was not easy, neither for you, nor for Mojgan or for Zubair or for his wife or for his child, nor for Sudaba, or thousands and thousands like all of us, because we are all family of refugees. We are all refugees that we, we took sanctuary and refuge to another country, as your friend, as your Chinese friend said, for the sake of freedom. And what? For the sake, for the sake of civilization, for the sake of freedom and civilization. And for us, probably just for the sake of happiness yeah. and a proper life that we are sure that this life will stay, a consistency in life, the surety that whatever we are going to make, it will stay like that and nobody will destroy it. So before you go, I'm just going to ask you one last question. What do you think about this new policy 
that's happening, like girls are banned from everywhere. What what is like many people I met who said, oh, Afghan men are okay with that because they go on websites where they can see that all Afghan men in Afghanistan, they're going through a lot of progress. They don't care if women are not with them, but they're trying their best to be, you know, like progressing. I don't think they have another way, but that is what they're doing. So many people think that maybe all Afghan men think like that. So maybe through this through this live show and, and podcast, maybe we'll see how some of the other Afghan men who are, in, who are on the other side of life. So what do you think about this new policy of ban for Afghan girls over for everything? Uh, thank you. I'm really happy that you came for uh, this part that uh, we talk about this very, very important issue. Um, I think I, I'm putting the, this question in two different parts. And one is the our society, especially in Afghanistan, and especially the city that I'm coming from, Herat, um, socially the people are the kind of people they are looking for education and the cultural, we believe that education is a good thing for the future of boys and girls. Um, I, I'm not going so far as I remember uh, in the city of Herat at the time of the national exam, we call it Conquer exam. I remember more than 60% of the uh, participants in Herat were girls, like 20,000 of girls, they were participating in the national exams. What it shows, it shows that the men's or the families, they agreed to the women to go to work. And at that time, in the age that we were, in the days that we, me and you and all uh, our colleagues were in the city, we saw that in every place, in every place you go, you will see some point in uh, someone in from the, uh, some girls or some women, they are uh, doing some progress or um, or doing businesses, especially some of them, like Zubair's mother is doing business and they they opened a, a cosmetic place. Uh, it shows that Afghan means, especially the people in the living in a the city, they have the mindset to women to educate. But uh, when it came to the people that no, the men want to this, they just don't study the girls. It's not about that because um, I think in some part of the country, still they need an, an, an awareness of the importance of the education. And totally the question or the belief is, I think is wrong. But about what is happening now is really sad. It's really sad and it's not acceptable. You cannot find in any part of the world something like this that is happening in Afghanistan. The schools are closed for girls and the universities are closed for girls and the women and girls are not allowed to work. One experience that I learned from the, all the way that I came to this here, I saw that more than 50% of the progress that each of these countries made and uh, are made by women. And it shows the role of women for having a better society, a developed country, um, good community, educated and uh, with uh, equal right. Often depends on education of girls. I cannot imagine how this will worse the future of the kids that are now allowed to go to school. I think it's, it can be the worst issue in the world that everybody can imagine because not ed education for girls is um, 
giving a step back for I think 100 years backward they're taking us very back because women's education is already important for every part especially for their because a part of the society they have the right to study yeah definitely definitely and that is very very important um Sudaba what do you think well I, I I know what do you think because you have left that land for the for the mere sake of knowledge yeah what as a, as a, just as a female how did it make you feel when all the doors suddenly got closed on you uh, uh you know it's very hard to think about the future of Afghanistan without education uh, which, uh you know girls are not just girls they have they are mother of the future children the yeah. future of the country so um, i can't imagine how disgusting will be the future of afghanistan without without girls educated girls educated mothers so imagine that mother they don't know mothers in afghanistan don't don't know how to manage their life their family their children and uh, what do you think about the, their mindset their um, their um, mind about uh, and their thoughts about the future about their children how they can manage their lives so i ca- i can't imagine what what will be the future of afghanistan definitely yeah like um i don't know who but there was a famous person I, i'm quoting him he said give me good mothers yeah. i will give you a good nation yeah And exactly. as you said, we don't have any future. So I remembered the quote, like, we cross our bridges when we come to them and burn them behind us with nothing to show for our progress except a memory of the smell of smoke and a presumption that once our eyes watered. I hope that all these difficult journeys and the lives of Afghan refugees in the lives of Syrian refugees, Iraqi refugees, Palestinian refugees, Ukrainian refugees and all other people who have been suffering with war and aggression, with genocides, with colonization, with all type of pain for any reason that they have to leave their homes and travel to another place just to feel safe. I hope someday all these better memories just be memories in our eyes. and we just feel that there was a time that our eyes watered but there'll be happiness in the coming future so thank you so much thank you so much hamid for being with us here and thank you so much sudaba it was You're an- most welcome my dear teacher <laughs> <laughs> i cannot believe i'm still thinking yeah. i'm dreaming but it was yeah. really really amazing it's amazing time it just seems like we are in another another world but yeah, exactly. i'm still feeling very close to you all and i'm so proud i'm so proud that i that we had a chance to talk to hamid today and listen to his stories and to sudaba and listen to her stories and today it was our lives in suitcase and we will definitely reach to a place that we don't have to live in that suitcase anymore so thank you so much and thank you for listening to the show and we will meet you next monday same time same place with another amazing guest in another story in life in their life in their suitcase for now let's just enjoy Sh- shania twines from this moment on have a lovely monday and a lovely week ahead bye Is that- Be mine.